Attention, please be advised. The following episode contains spoilers. Don't say we didn't warn you. Yep, try pouring acid on your nuts, though, man. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't air. I. That's pretty close. Nerd on. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Nerd on the podcast you didn't need but deserve. Where all levels of nerd are welcome. Yeah, you are. Yeah, they are. Hello. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you something. Ask Real it. Quick. Go for it. What do you get when you have a podcast that discusses all level of nerd and pop culture when a Scorsese film releases its take on the clown prince of crime? What? I don't know. Exactly <laughs> what you deserve. Oh, wow. my God. With the Joker. Oh, wow. Hey. Yeah, that, that was, was explosive. That was, that was really Scorsese esque. And then not to be confused, this isn't a Scorsese. This film. isn't a Scorsese Correct. film, but Scorsese esque. Uh, 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 so, yeah, we're talking about Joker today. Yes. Joker. Uh, we Ooh. are. So, let's get started with the show, introducing the host. My name is Tom. Ali. I'm Caitlin. <laughs> Ali. I'm Corey. Uh, Corey is actually joining us from the interwebs. <gasps> he is. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I am Josh, and this episode is brought to you in part by the Nerd On Nation, which is powered by Patreon. The Nerd On Nation allows us to grow and to keep the lights on. And as a member of the Nerd On Nation, you get fun perks. For anywhere from a dollar to five dollars, you can get things like a Discord server that is exclusive to only you. You get bonus episodes, you get early access, you get all sorts of fun stuff. But you can check that out at nerdon.io backslash Patreon. Nice, man. You know what's also really cool is that this film was, quote unquote, loosely based off of Alan Moore's The Killing Joke. And mm-hmm. I would love if everyone at home got a chance to read it so they can figure out where the character Arthur Fleck learned to do his failed comedian stuff. Oh. You could read that on such pl- platforms like Comixology, which some people would say is the number one <laughs> internet source wow. for reading comics. <laughs> Not read so from a script at all. Well, the last part. The first part was real. If you're watching on YouTube, you can totally see that my small eyes are looking at the script. But um, (laughs) yes, this film, uh, as Todd Phillips has said, was slowly, uh, was loosely based off of The Killing Joke, which is a great comic book read. Everyone should uh, read it. And then you can also watch the animated series. But to read the source material is important because these are comic book films and we should read the comic books about it. And you can Mm -hmm. find that link on nerdon.io backslash comiXology. And a little of every purchase goes to keeping the lights on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is the business, the housekeeping. We did it. We did it. Well so uh, let's talk about this movie, y'all. Yeah, but oh you know God. what we do because this is a one-off and an <gasps> Elseworlds okay. uh, completed project. Uh, we so to. Uh, we're gonna have uh, to rate at the end. So right now we're going to <gasps> guess, guess that grump. God, that wow. got really creepy right at the end. Yeah, it was. Appropriate. I don't, I don't know if I can continue this. Smile. <laughs> so, everyone at home, if this is the first time watching Smile. or oh. listening, shut up, Corey. Uh, <laughs> guess That Grump is a segment of our show we'll do right now where we're going to guess who's going to have the lowest score in the group, being one out of five, one being the lowest, five being the highest. And since I always explain, I'm going to have Corey go first, who he thinks will be the grump of this episode. Mm. Um, that's a good question. Uh, I think uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Ali. Oh, mm. oh my! We'll 
Corey po- uh, Ollie popcorn. Up. I will uh, throw it right back at Corey. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin, I think it'll be Ollie. Oh, Josh, easy pick. It's fine. For Corey. I think it will be Caitlin. All right. Zero, because this wasn't the Dark Knight. <laughs> wow. Two for Ollie, one for Caitlin, one for Corey. Tom, make that two for Corey. <gasps> two for Corey. Tom knows. Two something. for Ollie. Oh. Just Tom. give me a look. Tom knows Corey too well. I always I feel give like you a look. look. <laughs> I always one give you a Caitlin. look. Caitlin. <laughs> and then Patreon has split it two Ooh. between Caitlin and Tom. So I'll give you two Ooh. a half. Point. Yeah, I know, right? Wow. I know. So one and Them a half, skis. Kate, I know. and then one half for Tom. One half. So technically point, Josh point is going to go point. first. <laughs> I have none! <laughs> <laughs> watch watch him be the grump. So now yeah. that we've gotten that out of the way, we encourage everyone at home to play along. Slip inside our DMs. Send us uh, messages on Facebook and where you can contact us, what you thought of the film and what your number was of it. And Let's start with Josh. We'll go with... Since you got the zero votes. Yeah. yeah. Our initial reactions and our first impressions. Josh, you start first. Yeah, I'm going to start. Yay. Um, First impressions. I... I honestly really had no idea what to expect from it. Like the trailers was like, mm. oh, it's just gonna, you know, this is gonna be a very different movie than sounds like a picnic film. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like a picnic film. Um, and yeah, it was <laughs> wow. I walked out going, uh, Bonnie and I, we both were like, whoa, <laughs> that was much darker and gringier than. I even had any sort of expectation Josh, for. Did oh. it freak your milk out? It totally <laughs> freaked my milk out, oh everybody. My God, I haven't heard that in forever. Um, I was so hazed out. Yeah, it was. And <laughs> uh, in, in all honesty, it is a movie that really requires a lot of thought. I mean, I mm. yes, all movies should, but this movie it it does have, of course, an overarching message. It has like where you're the it's left in the audience's pocket to try to figure out like what is it about what's real what's not mm-hmm. what's the message but it was it was in a sense also a breath of fresh air to get this kind of a quote comic book movie that mm-hmm. wasn't so comic book movie in your face mm. yeah yeah um but yeah i definitely walked out going and on the drive home going whoa <laughs> and I also saw it on IMAX. Hell yeah. Oh, nice. Because I was like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was available. And I was like, yeah, yeah let's, as well. let's check it out. And yeah. I was like, yeah, that was a lot of screen of whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see every green follicle. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> every drop of blood. Huh? Wow. Uh, Tom? Uh, okay, for me. Uh, I mean, we talked about this when it was announced. Uh, and I think I talked a little bit about it on our other show, Nerd on the Update. Uh, but um, I was a big, like, proprietor of I did not want this movie to come out yeah like I didn't care for it at all and Corey and I talked about it for a long period of time of like mm-hmm. I hated the ideology of like DC doing their Elseworld series and making films that weren't going to contribute to their tapestry of DC, their extended universe because I was like you're not helping the rest of the team right you're kind of like mm-hmm. here's a star player but then they're not being part a team and player. now for something completely different <laughs> um, yeah. but going into this movie uh, I you know you know followed the press of it and I whoa right what a what a cluster fuck of uh, a yeah. press oh, tour God. that this yeah. film has has followed and has gone through and all that stuff. Much like Captain Marvel in a little way, but except not as like knifing and divisive as it has been. Um, but watching the film, I actually prepped a little bit and watched some Scorsese films that this oh, was like based mm-hmm. off of like Taxi Driver as well as uh, The King of Comedy. Yeah. Um, and watching it, I I was over the moon with it. I, I absolutely loved it. Um I think it's one of the most important comic book 
based character films of all time mm-hmm. that's ever branched from uh, the series of superhero films that we're never going to not see. Yeah. That's um, quite, a, quite a statement. Yeah, because I think I, the thing I loved most about it was that, like, one— you know, obviously, it's great. It's well acted. Uh, I think the there's a lot of discipline with the like the director as well as cinematography. But I think again, to me, something I've been harking on for a while. It's like it's a film that actually strives to discuss and raise awareness about things other than beat up bad guys. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. It actually has a, It's trying to say something. It's trying to be part of the film. You know, discord. And one they, might say that's what comic books are trying to do as well. And yeah. so this one kind of captures like you know, there's more message than just. Punching bad guys. Well, yeah, yeah. and I mean, mm-hmm. like, there's there's a, a line to toe between escapism as well as like talking about social issues and working within that prism. So I think it's you know adding to the lingua franca of like all what art typically strives to do from like an artist that's really ingrained in like politics and society. Yeah, yeah. That's well, I mean, it, it's using the art form to carry the message without it feeling like it's carrying a message. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that's, that's, it me, that's me. Yeah. Ali, um, I yeah, I went in kind of. Um, you know, my expectations were set from the, like, the trailer and everything, the way it was presented. And I hadn't seen, I still haven't seen, like, old Scorsese movies. I, you were saying, I still haven't seen it. <laughs> I still haven't seen it, per se. Wow. You know, like, actually watched that, it in the theater. Uh... Watch a shit ton of reviews. And... Uh, yeah, all the reviews. I kind of know what it's about. No. Uh, uh, yeah, I went in kind of, like, really intrigued, knowing that it wasn't going to be, like, a quote-unquote superhero movie with, like, and I, I was, like, not expecting Batman to the point where, like, People were, I don't know if it was in a, it might've been one of the reviews that were like, there's no Batman or like people were complaining there's no Batman. Did you do that review? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, (laughs) shh. (laughs) This future faux guy. 500% of the reviews. (laughs) Bat Lover 15 on IMDb forums. Uh, But so I was like confused. I was like, well, why were you expecting a Batman movie? Like it's not, like I I knew. It's called Joker. It's called Joker, you know, and it's like, I feel like they're maybe trying to work with the timeline that it's supposed to be kind of ish now, which they kind of did. That's um, the cool thing. Like, it, it, it's, yeah, it's a one off, but then it could definitely work within it. It could work within it. So I was like, I wasn't really expecting anything. Um, overall, I actually really enjoyed this movie a lot. Um, hands down, like we'll talk about this more later on, but like Joaquin Phoenix's performance is, is absolutely Unreal. incredible. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and I didn't know where it was going, what it, what it was going to be about at all. And I was okay with that. And I was like, you know what? I'm just like in for the ride. I'm, I'm buying everything that is being shown to me on screen. I'm, I'm in. And it was, it was a really fun movie and it was really interesting. And I had a blast with it. Um, I think it could have been even darker. And, I, and I'm wondering like if it had limitations from, for being a DC movie, for getting as dark as it really could have. Um, but yeah, that, I generally like really solid movie. Hmm. Uh, Corey, before we go to Caitlin. Corey, before we go to Caitlin. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, uh, like Tom said, I was a proponent for this film a uh, long time ago. I'm, I'm a big fan of getting some more one shots. I think what DC has been doing where it's not really trying hard to interconnect its movies is yeah. really working for it. Um, Just tell the stories that they want to tell. Right. Um, and I did my research as well on this. I've seen King of Comedy. I watched Taxi Driver leading up to it. Uh, and I actually left a little disappointed, to be honest. Um... I think Joaquin's performance deserves an Oscar, 100%, uh, because that's probably one of the most encapsulating performances I've seen on screen uh, in a long time, like a very long time. I don't think I've ever, in my adult life, left a theater thinking, Mm -hmm. holy shit, how did he do that since, like, The Master? So, uh, and the cinematography was uh, 
completely out of this world. The use yeah. of of color and their their um, mm. shallow depth of field was so unsettling at all yeah. times and like in like the best possible way. Uh, my issues with it, and we'll get into that a little later, were heavy borrowing, and I don't really think, in my opinion, the movie had much to say profoundly. I think it touched on a lot of topics lightly, mm-hmm. um, but I think it more waxed uh, philosophical than anything else. Mm-hmm. So I left uh, not stoked. However, yeah, I still believe this is, like Tom said, one of the most important superhero comic uh, movies that's been made. Um, and I'm really hoping that with the success that it's had in the box office that uh, the studios t- take more risks like this and allow yeah. directors to tell their own origins of, or not or just origins, but own stories of the characters that they want. Hmm. I think we'll talk, I think it'll be a, to- a bigger topic later in the episode where like the limitations and uh, leeways of it still being a comic book based. Liberties as well. Liberties of being a comic book based movie. So like that's, we're going to talk, we're going to talk about that for sure. Caitlin. Yeah. Um, bring us home. So this was uh, very much the movie I hoped it would be. Um, but not the one you just... <laughs> 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 uh, no, even from like the t- t- initial 25 minutes of credits in the beginning, uh, actual 25 minutes, we we clocked that. Um, you mean trailers? Trailers. Yeah. Whatever. I don't oh, know, trailers? I, don't I was like, what we had, we had like 25 minutes of trailers, which is whatever. Uh, yeah, but but a lot of them were about like, very heavy topics. All of the trailers were very heavy. It was a lot of mental really. health commercials. It like it gives Weird. you like a, a like, oh, this is what I've signed up for. Yes, yeah. You you know what you were in for from the beginning, and um, I actually left the theater smiling, like one of those smiles that like wouldn't go away for a while. I'm like, this is unsettling. I shouldn't mm-hmm. be smiling this much after this movie. This is like maybe mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Um, uh, but kind of the. Uh, the phrase that kept coming in my head is, well, good, now they know. And I... They get what they deserve. No, not not so much <laughs> no. that, but just like, I feel like a lot of superhero movies have, you know, in Google Maps, you can go all the way out into like the solar system. Mm-hmm. That's how superhero movies have been. We are so removed from like the social issues that are happening on the ground with the people that live in the towns that are being attacked, Mm -hmm. that this was kind of like the, this is how these villains and people are created. This is why the crime rate is what it is in Gotham. This is how this came to this point. Well, it Um, it was, it was very believable. Extremely. You you watch the descent happen on screen. Gotham's lost its way. Well, (laughs) yes, but, but also like, it's it was great social commentary for everything. Like we finally got to zoom in with the Google Maps and see every fine detail every on the green ground. follicle, every green follicle, every blade <laughs> of grass, the moles, all the moles. Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah. But no, I, I think I think his performance, uh, Joaquin's um, performance, was spot on for um, someone with mental health issues. I have been around such a number of people who've actually had psychotic breaks in front of me. Schizophrenic, bipolar, uh, everything you can possibly think of. Narcissistic sociopaths, like everybody. Mm-hmm. I have been friends with people who are the equivalent of this person. And I got family. I Yeah. 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 So it, I am one. No, <laughs> I am one, guys. <laughs> no. uh, Might be. And then maybe. they go and fight people and then Batman beats them up. <laughs> actually, well, kind no, of on that, just, on that note, on something that has been said on the show, it's and it's a quote of just like one bad day away right. from. I I don't. Joke. Mm, 
Well, I mean, yeah. you know, what I mean is it's like this has always been building up in him. Right. And it just takes one bad day to go boop I've, and kind of send it over. Yeah, I I get that. I don't Except feel I like think it's... this was like three weeks. I, I don't feel like the one bad day is wholly correct. It, it, um, I, I want to talk about in that. this film. Talk yeah. about that a little bit later, but yeah, there's yeah. there, there is there is a nod to it specifically, and I want to talk about that to, later. To, on. To, to tidy up my initial reaction was, I think this was a really great film, even with its gritty, weird, unsettling aspects. I think that it it lived in that space in a very cozy way. I would also add to initial reaction of uh, it's not a kids movie. Everyone, no. Uh, if no. you bring your children to this, don't. take them. Br- don't. Bring your teens, but not your kids. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but also reserve the time to yeah. like have really in depth conversations about what this movie is, where it came from, why it's there, and what it how it relates to your world. Because if you don't take the time to do that, you're doing a massive disservice to anybody who watches it. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving on to our meat and potatoes, as I like to say. We'll do the brief synopsis, and then I'll hand Caitlin the script over so she can do the potatoes. <laughs> um, so, brief synapse. Um, we start in 1980s, 1970s Gotham, and we have Arthur Fleck, who is a clown for hire who works out of an agency that hires clowns out to different businesses. And we see from the social norms that the city is rotting. And uh, by no means of guys or uh, trickery, this is New York City. This is a, a tie-in mm-hmm. as New York City. The the rich of the rich, the poor of the poor, um, the slums of the slums. And he gets uh, attacked and beaten up, as we saw in the trailer. And uh, this tends to be his idling. This is where the speed of his life, that he gets uh, shitted on for all intents and purposes, and also has yeah. this uncontrollable laughter. And he actually carries a card, like I think most people with different able abilities do, uh, to explain what's going on. Um, I think we're all familiar with people who are differently able to go to a mall and then they give you a little flyer saying, like, please donate money. And he has those cards he carries with them. And uh, he takes care of his mom in his apartment that he lives out of and meets uh, a woman that's never named. But her name is Sophie Dumond, uh, played by Zazie Beetz. And uh, life seems to be taking, you know, uh, a bit of a higher point. But then at every turn, uh, either he uh, will do get get money taken away from his paycheck because of things that he's out of his control. Uh, he thinks his friends are helping him out by getting him a gun, but then that ends up backfiring on him and he brings it to a children's hospital and it gets him fired and loses his job. Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout the entire time, his mom is trying to plead with him to make sure that they check the mail because Thomas Wayne is going to help them. And Thomas, she used to work for Thomas Wayne. And if he knew what they were living like, he would he would, he would throw up and he, he would be so sick of it. Uh, but he has gained some weight. And he is thinking about uh, becoming mayor for this city that's lost its way. Um, and then one night, when uh, things are really down for Mr. Arthur Fleck, he uh, rides a subway train and gets uh, ganged up on Tacked. by yeah. uh, three douchebaggy uh, Wall, Wall Street, Street. Wayne, Wayne Enterprise uh, probably uh, interns. Uh, and he uses the gun and kills them. Uh, he uses the first one to defend himself against the first two. One gets away, and then he chases the other one down at the steps of the trainway station and kills him. And then he freaks out, runs away, and then finds himself in a public restroom, dimly lit in lime green neon. <laughs> uh, music starts to play, and I and he finds his center. He finds who he is, and he enjoys it. Uh, more find again finding his peace, not really enjoying it yet. This is the beginning of the chrysalis of the pupa to the the great moth. And uh, as a uh, <laughs> story uh, ensues, uh, mm-hmm. 
thing he starts going to uh, do stand up, and uh, he imagines a world where he is on the the Late Show with Jimmy Fallon. I mean, with uh, Fra- uh, Murray, <laughs> Murray, uh, played by Robert De Niro, and uh, he does his first stand up thing, and he bombs completely, but that's okay because he's on a wonderful date, and he's seeing that the Joker is becoming a symbol for the disenfranchised. And uh, later on, we find out that uh, one of the letters that his mom has been sending out is to Thomas Wayne. He opens and reads it and says that Arthur Fleck is Thomas Wayne's son. Big change for everyone that's like knows uh-huh. about DC Comics and it's like, oh my God, Joker's brother of Batman, da da da. <laughs> so he goes and visits young little Bruce Wayne um, and meets him, talks to him before you know the pearls and the gunshot, like all Batman movies have. Um, and, <laughs> and Joker me- movies. And yeah. yeah. And uh, meets uh, Bruce Wayne and also gets in a little tiff with Alfred. Uh, and uh, Alfred kind of reveals saying like, hey, uh, your mom's crazy. She's delusional, like yada, yada. And slowly we start seeing the threads and seams of Arthur's life kind of being fabricated to fall apart into sh- shambles. Uh, more uh, insanity ensues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get to the point where... Uh, Police officers are investigating. His mom has a stroke, uh, and he goes to Arkham State Hospital to get the records of his mother's uh, admittance, but also finds out that he is indeed adopted. Um, This is compounded with the fact that he does confront Thomas Wayne, and Thomas Wayne completely shuts him away. And punches him in the face. And punches him in the face without Uh giving him any warmth or anything that this character, Arthur Fleck, sorely needs. Um, And... After this terrible, terrible discovery that he he's adopted, his name may not be Arthur Fleck, which is a nice thing. Um, and his mom uh, let him be abused for years, and that's why he was early admitted to uh, to Arkham State Hospital. And then now his social worker can't support him, so he can't get his medication. He goes to his loving uh, girlfriend, Sophie Dumont, for us, the audience, to realize that it was all a figment of his imagination. And then he starts changing. Uh, he gets a, a wonderful phone call that he'll be on the Murray Tonight Show. And then he uh, decides to embrace the moniker of uh, being uh, the Joker after he kills his mother and uh, finds out that his life is not a tragedy but a comedy. And he puts on the white makeup, and then his friend who gave him the gun as well as uh, his manager uh, show up, and then he makes his uh, fifth and final, or his fifth kill. Not, uh, not his manager. Uh, the, the, oh, yeah, it's not his manager. It's just a friend. They're just two other clowns. Two other clowns. Uh, kills one and then lets the other one go because the uh, other one was the nicest person to him at, uh, out of everyone. He was nice to him. And then he goes to the Tonight Show and he sets up and they're worried because of the bit. Um, but he uh, makes his grand uh, appearance and he tries He's to do it, on, uh, killing himself. Yeah. Uh, do a knock-knock joke and shoots himself. But uh, he goes in, he brings his book out, and he's just there to be made jabs out of from Robert De Niro's character. But then he finally has his his break, his uh, clarity of what do you get when you get a mentally ill loner uh, mixed with uh, a society that's forgotten about him, exactly what you fucking deserve, and shoots him on live television, mm-hmm. causes mass hysteria. At this point, Gotham is in riot mode. Protest, everything, fires. Cars on fire. Uh, and so he's arrested, and saved by another person wearing a clown mask. And uh, much like a Jesus fashion, is pulled out of the car, uh, laid on top of the police car, and rises to see his many followers as he is be- has become a symbol of those who need to fight against the disparity between the rich and the poor. And it ends with a uh, 
flashback to um, a time when he was in the uh, Arkham, uh, Arkham Asylum and uh, laughs at a joke that the uh, recorder wouldn't understand. Credit. Oh, see, I didn't think and... that was a flashback. No, no, no. That's a forward. That's a forward. That's forward yeah. Flashback, flash forward. And it's, kills yeah. her. And kills her and walks away. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah. That's that's it. Credits. You yeah. forgot about Crime Alley. Oh, Bruce Wayne's parents died, the pearls and all this Wait, stuff. Wait, that's how they... No, I'm just kidding. Da- shout out to David <laughs> Bear and the Capes of Series. He hates that. <laughs> so, um, did that work for you, Ollie, since you haven't seen it yet? Uh, <laughs> oh my God. I think I got the idea now. Yeah, cool. Oh, yeah. cool. So, yep. moving on, <laughs> the, the Protatoes. Okay, so production. It is distributed by Warner Brothers Pictures. Uh, the directors uh, is Todd Phillips, who did uh, Road Trip, Old School, Starsky and Hutch, and The Hangover. Uh, so this is a pretty pretty big departure from The Hangover. Uh, so producers is Bradley Cooper, who did American Sniper, War Dogs, and A Star is Born. Uh, and Emma Tillinger-Koskoff, who did Wolf of Wall Street, Silence, The Departed. I might be botching these names. I'm sorry if I am. Uh, writers, Todd Phillips, who did Road Trip, Due Date, Borat. And Scott Silver, who did 8 Mile, uh, The Mod Squad, and The Fighter. The cast is Walking Phoenix, uh, who did Her, Gladiator, Walk the Line, and The Master. And Robert De Niro, who did Raging Bull, Taxi Driver, Cape Fear. Zazie Beetz, who was in Deadpool, Deadpool 2. Atlanta, Lucy in the Sky. Francis Conroy, The Aviator, Six Feet Under, How I Met Your Mother. Mark Marone, uh, Almost Famous, Glow and Marone. Uh, and Brett, Marin. Marin, sorry about that, okay. like I said. Uh, and Brett Cullen, who did The Dark Knight Rises, Ghostwriter and Person of Interest. Uh, this released on October 4th of 2019. Runtime is 122 minutes. Budget was $55 million, uh, and $94 million domestic, $234 million global. A Rotten Tomatoes score of 69 for critics, 91% audience score. Nice. Bang, bang. Mm-hmm. Critics and audiences have different opinions. Very. Oh, sometimes. Some just like Venom. <laughs> <laughs> Man, these two villain movies making a lot of money. Uh, the yeah. critics and audience. I know. I know. Uh, so I do want to uh, take a moment and talk a little bit about the social awareness about this film. Like I was talking about in the beginning, there it, there has been like a weird marring of the press junkets and all oh, that stuff. Yeah. It won at the Venice Film Festival with the top awards, Golden Lions and everything. Um, but Todd Phillips, you know, in a paraphrased way, uh, I think uh, a, a publisher released an article saying that how he decided to stop doing comedy films because it's hard to do comedy films in this quote-unquote woke culture. Um, and that completely Bullshit. Uh, mm. a t- you know, destroyed a lot of the credibility that he had. Mm. Um, but I think in, in a similar way, I think, he, I think he misspoke and misstepped because I think what he's also trying to talk about how is something that Bill Burr and Dave Chappelle also talk about, like, and Joe Rogan as well, that they're comedians and it's so tough to actually joke about anything nowadays. Mm. Um, and it is this like, we're so willing to attack things. and The cancel culture. The cancel culture. I think there is a line to toe between the two and I think he definitely stepped on some people's toes, especially with that. Um, well, he also went on a whole rant about the left leftists and oh, it was a weird it was a weird article there, yeah there's a lot of agenda with it but uh and you know later on this got compounded with scorsese's uh comment recently that he said that the mcu films are not cinema uh and kind of saying like how they're right. loud and obvious and and they're a carnival x y and z uh i do want everyone at home to be listening and you know to our namesake of nerd on uh where all levels of nerd are welcome let not the words of few destroy the things that you love they don't. Mm-hmm. They're not right. coming into your house. Martin Scorsese didn't say MCU films are not cinema. Came to your house, 
destroyed your $549 Infinity Gauntlet saga <laughs> and said, you can't watch this anymore. Todd Phillips didn't say, you can't, like, Booksmart doesn't exist because that's a film that yeah. is a comedy with, that, with woke culture. An amazing comedy. Uh, so let that not be your deterrent for watching this film because I think the film is greater than the sum of its parts. And even though Scorsese didn't produce it, he did have a lot to do with the film. Um, but yeah, I think it's just kind of interesting. I think a lot of people are willing to attack things before they even watch it. Um, Ali, you've mm-hmm. talked about like sometimes, like sometimes media and, uh, and we talked about it with Captain Marvel yeah. and sometimes that affects things too. And it's mm-hmm. tough, you know, like you get toxic fandom left and right. You get yeah. toxic fandom for men and for women. You get toxic fandom mm-hmm. for everything. So it's like, just let the art kind of be its art and like yeah. let's find yeah. its way. Because I think again, the film speaks for itself where it's more than, it's not trying to say like, we're an artsy film and we're going to win awards and we're better than Marvel. It's as if Kevin Feige said, the Joker film is not a comic book movie. And I don't think that's a dig, right? Because it's mm. not. To me, mm-hmm. this is a film. Yeah. And that yeah. shouldn't be a bad thing. It's like as if Gordon Ramsay said, it's to, just inspired said by. to Josh, hey, In-N-Out isn't fine dining. <laughs> and then he goes to your house and destroys <laughs> In-N-Out. Like, no, In-N-Out is still- and you slap great. Gordon Ramsay in the face. In-N-Out is still great food, but it's not fine dining. And that's not a problem. So I, I don't know. I, I kind of that's just like don't agree your with opinion that necessarily. Man. Yeah. I mean, I I would say like the thing is like what each film and we, each art piece are trying to achieve doesn't take away from the fact that you can still enjoy it. And I think right. labeling things of like this is a cinematic masterpiece. Like Kevin Feige is responsible for the gr- the largest franchise in human history, and yeah. I don't think anyone could take that away from him no. or anyone could take that from Marvel. So like if he were to t- say yeah. like Scorsese if, said that and Kevin Feige went okay. Yeah, sure. if Feige, if Feige <laughs> yeah. said, like, we don't want to be bleak, you say. if we don't want to be bleak and dark, then we don't want to be bleak and dark, and I don't think that's what hero films are, doesn't take away from the fact that Dark Knight is still one of the greatest trilogies of all time. Right. So, yeah, like, and doesn't like, take away from his films either. Yeah, so, like, yeah. everyone at home, we can discuss it, but let's discuss it in a manner that is conducive to ha- us still loving the things that we love. Don't yeah. don't yeah. immediately cancel it just because of Like Joker said, it's that all subjective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. <laughs> God, it really subjective, is. subjective, Murray. It is. Uh, with, with that, I mean, uh, the, uh, going back to Josh's point, uh, one bad day. Um, I, in the film, it's I've had a, I've had a hell of a week. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. I think that's compounded with that nod to Killing Joke because it is, in the in the in the film in the book, you know, he looks at Batman and says, "You had a bad day, and I had a bad day, and that's all it takes." And Joker in this film, what it's trying to say is, all it takes is one bad life, because yeah. this has been. This is bound it's stop for him. And yeah. it's happening all around him. And I thought it was just kind of really poetically done where, again, you're throwing it into the real world space. And there's nothing supernatural about this. Um, mm-hmm. This is a world that we live Except in. Except for the yeah. super rats. I feel like... I know, I love that, though. I feel like what bothers me <laughs> not. about the, the one bad day thing is, like, you can have one bad day and make a bad choice on that day, but... Every choice after that is not the result of one bad day. Well, That's the result ha, of. Wait, can I ask? Have you read Killing Joke? No, I'm just talking about the general. Uh, like I've heard one bad day for a lot of movies in general. I'm not talking about oh. this specifically. I'm mm-hmm. just saying the blanket statement of one bad day. In this prism, it works because one bad day once you. It's an homage to the the source material, but you'd prefer this adapted work because it's more realistic. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the thing with the comic book. It is, you know, it's the comic book world. But I think also, you know, everyone at home just to kind of like, you know, pull the veil back. If you didn't catch it, I'm going to hit you over the head with it. Uh, You know, he doesn't fall into a vat of acid in terms of the Joker. He falls into the vat of society. And like, that's what changes. (laughs) Which is great. Um, And like society is more corrosive than any acid could ever be. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the really changing factor that I, I, I loved and I picked up on. Yeah. physically. Yeah. You can't be physically. He got punched in the nuts. He got kicked in the nuts a lot. Yeah. yeah lot. Try pouring acid on your nuts though, man. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't air. I, it, it, <laughs> oh my god! That's oh my god. Close. That was so much more information than I already needed. Next stop. Next or, stop is icy hot. Uh, you know? mm. uh, anywho, icy um, hot. Yeah. Any. Anyway, please. Well, please. I was gonna say. I mean, it. It. It really. Like I said, it was a breath of fresh air and a sense of like somebody who has dealt with mental health things and has seen it personally and have seen people. I mean, it's. It really is. I mean, it, life compounds. And it, mm. it really, I'm going to kind of weave this kind of into favorite parts and just a sense of like explaining some of my favorite parts. It's more of an overall aspect. Uh, that is my favorite part is the slow decline, so mm. to speak, of just the the compounding of events that just kind yeah. of add to his psyche basically snapping. Mm-hmm. And you feel for the guy. You you yeah. do. You feel for him. And it, I it's a breath of fresh air because it's... To an extent. Yeah. To an extent. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, it, go, Corey. It, 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 no, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it comes to a standpoint of like it. All of these people have stories. These bad guys, quote, have stories, and it's cool to see the story that because he makes a. De- you can see it in his eyes when he makes a decision at some point where he's kind of found his peace. Mm. And uh, one of my favorite moments of that peace is actually when he kills his mom. Mm-hmm. And what I really appreciate is that. I think that they used a different take for the Everyone trailer. Home, don't kill your mom. Don't do that. <laughs> don't, yeah. um, don't do that. do a lot it, of things. It's, in it's more so like the take that they used in the in the trailer. I can tell was different than the take that they actually used in the cut. And mm-hmm. I really loved the cut because it was just so. I almost want to say serene mm-hmm. when he's like, "I've realized that I used to think that my life was a tragedy, tragedy, and I realized it's a fucking comedy." And the, just the way that he delivered it, and he was just so like steadfast in a way, like this is like. It was this is the only is. natural course of action that could happen now. Yeah, like he, it was so aw- awesome to see a guy that has just been dealing with this life and all of this shit, and to have kind of a a personal like thing, uh, 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 an infliction, so to speak. It's almost it's it's ca- I, it's cathartic. Yeah, it's uh, cathartic, uh, uh, and it's I I read something that I I just really resonated with me. That somebody was saying it was like his laugh was actually a part of him that was trying to get out, mm-hmm. and he was finally and he like, that. and he's embracing it. Mm-hmm. And it's like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You, used to, you used to say this is something wrong with me, but now yeah. I realize like I have to be. This happy. is who I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the real me. I think he says. And from that point, uh, uh, from he doesn't the point, use his fake laugh ever again. Yeah, he it, from that point forward, he he doesn't have those outbursts as much. Like you right. you hear kind of like a <laughs> like it's kind of a, a really it's but he dances more. Yeah. Uh, Corey, favorite parts? Uh, I mean, I can't go into favorite parts without saying the blood smile was. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Um, and for me, and I mean this in the best way possible, Josh, you're talking about it being cathartic. Everything he did as far as like killing that third guy or killing his mom never felt good. And it never felt no. like, do you know what I mean? It never felt cathartic for me. Like it just compounded how I felt. Oh, I'm and sorry. I mean that in the best way possible. Well, what I mean is like, let me explain. Like, cathartic for yeah. him, right? Like, of cathartic course. Cathartic for the character. For me, I'm like, oh damn. No, uh, no, no. no. Can, That's how I felt the whole time. Can I? Can yeah. I jump on that real quick? Because to me, and this is everyone. Let's put me on the little watch list, right? Uh, oh, I absolutely loved it when he killed somebody. Because not because like, oh yeah, killing is great, but like the way the film is framed and the way you're following Flex character. 
everything is so goddamn tense yeah. until he kills somebody. Like the music starts swelling, the like the cut like the shots are like just like claustrophobic on, on him. And so it's like you feel like there is and in film language, like it's also like when you get two characters who are gonna obviously bone in the film, like that's called sexual tension. This is like like in- anxious, murderous anxiety that you're having, where it's like someone's going to die, and I don't know how yeah. or when mm. it's going to happen. And so when but I it's going to yeah, and so when it happens, I'm like, oh, cool, it's all, it's over. Because like <laughs> also the character is kind of at peace too. And for me, I'm like, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Like Sorry. to me, because gonna... the first two guys were fine, but the third guy he chased down, I was like, like, oh, but even no. though with the mom and then also with the other guy that he kills, I was kind of like something's going to fucking happen. And then it's like, it happens. Like, And then, but the thing is like, it's crazy because like he has a smile on his face and then it's kind of like, you could, it's weird because it's kind of like his external demons. He's kind of extinguishing and then he's just kind of like uh, embracing. And it felt very to me like that, that was cathartic for me. Like to see him so tortured and so destroyed and then all of a sudden he's actually able to release. Yeah. It felt good because he's ho- holding it in. Like the first time he shoots a gun, it's an accident. Every other yeah. time after that, it's <laughs> intentional. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he's using that kind of found power that he he sh- shittily got um, to to exact vengeance on the world that's done him terribly wrong. Um, and it's, to me, that was, like, an interesting experience that I had throughout where I was just like, oh, fuck. And then also when you have, I'm like, oh, this is cool. Now the rest of the story is going to continue. See, mm. uh, I I think I, I only hesitate with the phrasing that's being used of, like, yeah, it was awesome. It was cool. It's like... We're not. We're not glorifying. We're the, not. No. It sounds like we're glorifying yeah. it because, in a way, we are right now, which is not. not me. I said I didn't uh, like. I it. know. I know. I know. <laughs> Corey's but, safe. But I just want to talk safe. about like. Uh, I want to talk about that a little bit because that's I know like several people who have issues with this exact kind of thing of like oh it was so great it was so cool when they murdered all those people it's like that's not what we mean it's that's not, not yeah. what we mean and I I don't want it to be. Taken it's within out of the, context. the throes it's, of the story. It's within the throes of the story, but it's also like... As a well, it's like effective y- filmmaking. Yeah. Like that's More kind of... of that like, this person has been trapped in a corner and getting to see them get out of that corner by whatever means necessary is what is comforting I mean, look at John Wick. Right. Right. So we, we like John Wick. Things are fine with John Wick because he seems like he's got it together and these people are coming for him. Mm-hmm. But in Joker, these people are coming for him just as bad but also casting him aside in the same way. And he's he is literally clawing his way out of that situation. And he's trying to make he's his own world. Breaking those boots. And that's why mm-hmm. it, it that's why we use the words like cool and awesome, because yeah. it's like he is just trying to exist in a world that has no space for him. Yeah. And mm-hmm. as as a lot of nerds, we can relate to that aspect of wanting to get we, our own space. And yeah, that's not a good we, thing. There are better cool ways. And, oh. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. No, no, I was going to say, when we say cool and awesome, it's not the actual act of someone dying. It's the storytelling that's happening. It's that's the cool. storytelling mm-hmm. that's happening that's cool. I just want to make sure that we clarify that because sure. there is no glorification in killing other people. Yeah, that's no. not cool. Uh, Don't kill people. I, and I, I want to say, I want to speak about that too, where there's a lot of, you know, been reviews are saying like, this is an irresponsible film and, you know, it's glorifying a murderer. And it's like, it's not. And I think that's a that's an irresponsible claim. That is what happens so is when Hannibal. you so don't. Is, mm-hmm. That's what happens so when is, you don't discuss yeah, the, what the film was it's about. actually talking about. And so, I mean, again, we're seeing this character. Again, this is a character study film. And right. so it's not a narrative arc where it's like, he wants this, he's going to get that. And then by the end of the film, he's done this and he's right. changed forever. It's more of like, we're 
this is Joker. This is we're character studying this character, this DC character, and then what we're using the lens of is the real world. Is that how does this fantastic clown prince of crime exist? I I agree fifty percent because I think it is there is a narrative, and I do think that there were some messages and arcs that were put in there on purpose. I think yeah, there's definitely arcs, yeah. but it's not like a typical can, where it's like. Can you elaborate on which narratives and arcs, just so we can fully flesh that? Oh, out? I mean, just the, his his arc as as where he starts to where he ends up is a complete character arc as far as a narrative goes. It's not just a character study of this one. Usually, character study is just of someone who from A to B doesn't really change a whole lot. Right. Uh, would, there's there's also uh, no. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. To add to that, it's kind of like you don't know what the character wants at the beginning of the film. And so that's why I'm saying like it's not a typical pil- right, which is why I said 50-50. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, 50-50. I feel like you kind of do though, yeah. Like I guess I'm like 50-50. It, yeah, it's a 50-50 thing where it's like it's, it's it wants to be noticed. It's both hands matter. a little bit. It has both hands in there. But back to favorite parts ish. <laughs> no, um, well, and I like in my discussing that those are my favorite parts of like getting to see him. Those releases, confidence. those level ups. I, I, oh god, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about Just that. Just to make it even worse. Uh, <laughs> But no, the finding his confidence was comforting, but the way he did it was not, which is what makes this unsettling. Because mm-hmm. uh, a friend of mine was also saying that um, this film shows the disparity of like the the disenfranchised tiny like minority group and then everyone else and basically puts you in the position of everyone else. I mean, when watching this. Yeah, I mean, the the interesting thing with that, I think, is that the disenfranchised and minority is actually the majority. Right. And mm-hmm. it's that we feel like we're part of one tribe of point, and yeah. the other tribe. And the thing is, like, it is always them versus us versus, like, and that's a, a political topic where, like, Thomas Wayne's point, it's like, you know, he's, he calls people clowns. And then, it's like, and then the news anchor says, like, this was his quote-unquote apology about it. And he says, like, well, they need my help and uh, I'm the only one that could do it versus, like, we need to be better. Right. And we need to help each other. Right. And saying like we are a universal tribe versus like we are. Besides the, I am your white knight. Shut yeah. up and let me help you. And again, uh, and that's the thing where like there is a, a prism that everyone looks through. Like and so from one, you know, demographic of status quo, uh, status, class status looking at the other one, they all look at each other differently versus like just realizing we're all part of the same whole. Yeah. Um, I, I think that. <laughs> I like the movie. That's that's the thing that <laughs> I like said, is I my gonna... favorite part. Uh, but but I like that this movie is giving you, because cancel culture is kind of so much of a thing, this does give you that different For the view. Un- uninitiated yeah, way. I was going to ask, what did you just say? Cancel culture. So like right. it, the, the moment something doesn't fall in line with what is morally correct. Go or, according to plan. Uh, go according to plan. Or acceptable. It is canceled. Like they are not allowed oh. to talk anymore. They will dox them. They will hunt no down their family members. Mistakes. You are not allowed to make a mistake. So this is kind of this movie. I feel like, for me personally, is coming in to that view of like, what are things like for that person that would just be canceled? Like, his his first, you know, performance. He would have been like, ah, he sucks. He's done. That's it. Okay, at like Pogos. Yeah. Um, he would have been, you know, if he had said one off color joke, he would have been canceled forever. But the movie goes on after that. Like, um, I may not be articulating this very well, but no, it, it, but, no, it makes sense. That's a good explanation for me. Yeah. yeah. So just just that it it, it takes on a, a very different view of society and people who don't fit the mold very well. Yeah. Um, 
Ali, any favorite parts? Um, mine was uh, the subway scene. Um, well, first, my my actual favorite, one of my favorites is the- um, How many actual favorites do you have? I don't know. There's so many. <laughs> uh, one is the bus, for sure. Um, it's when you first see the laugh. Okay. Yeah, come through. With the kid. With the kid. And like first like entertaining him and then like his mom asking him to like not- Don't bother, bother my kid. And then like the way he reacts to it and then slowly- that builds and comes and like, I just think those were, that was like a really impressive moment acting wise for me. And yeah. I really, really dug, dug that whole part. And then same in, uh, it's like, it's like the, the worst version of that in the subway. Oh. Um, I think was fantastic. Just like his face, like while he's laughing, he's, he's, he's like crying while he's laughing and trying to talk and like it just done so well. Yeah. And, and then I was genuinely shocked. I like, I didn't necessarily expect anybody to die in that subway. Um, so oh, I, I did. so that was, uh, that, that was, well, I guess maybe just the moment of it happening was the shock mm -hmm. of the gunfire. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't expecting that to happen like immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, like I knew he had a gun or whatever, but like, I didn't think of like, they took away his bag and it was happening so fast. I didn't think like he would be, you know, yeah, I think agile it, it, enough it catches to, you off guard, which I think yeah, it catches to. you off guard, which I think was, was well, cool. I mean, it's, see for me, on, go ahead. Kind of on that point is like Tom has said, it's like, I know something's going to happen. I don't know what, and I don't know how. Mm -hmm. And the so whole this whole tense. movie was uh, a, many events of like, I know some shiz is going to go down right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know how, and I don't know what exactly. I agree with the- But um, it's about to get real. Yeah. But but I agree with Corey with the final chase down. I don't think, I think that was a little strange choice. And the way it was shown I and like him like trying to catch him through the elevator, through the doors or whatever. I think it made sense though. It made sense. Like he wanted to finish off any survivors well, or like, but but then like he, it, it doesn't seem like it's something that he would be concerned with I, necessarily. I, I think I again, we're talking about the Joker and we're talking, right. to me it so makes it's hard sense. To build, it makes sense. But because it was, like he is a killer and I'm not supposed to like feel for him that much because like him first to self-defense, second one, he chases down, he kills him in cold blood. Yeah. And it's like, to me, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Cause like he is going to become this killer. Yeah. And like he is not Or the one that inspires. The and he is not um, No, like the the killing made sense. It was just the way like I wanted him to be more like breaking more or something. I to think, like have to yeah. build up the courage to chase him down. For like, me, that would have made him more too that would have made him human. for me a little <laughs> bit too heroish. Too heroish. Because it would have been like he's you, you only defending himself. Like so far, like and that at that point so far it's been like He's only defending himself. Now yeah. it's like, oh, but he's now making a decision to become evil. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. okay. Like, because mm -hmm. again, this is a fictional character at this point. Yeah. It but. it made sense for him to, to me, ever since he did the like dancing around and the moment he did that switch of like him and like shoots at the wall and like scares himself. Mm -hmm. But even then he immediately covers it up and he was like, that was fun. <laughs> like the the chasing him down and killing like the little bob and it's part weave, of the evolution it, it was just like oh no i'm playing now like mm -hmm. we're having fun now mm -hmm. and that that was where the switch came like i i think if he thought about it too much that he wouldn't be the joker yeah sure. yeah Corey, for, you were gonna he, say something well it's just that scene for me isn't on my favorite list just because it was too telegraphed in in my opinion i remember him having the gun in his pants in the hospital so i know where he keeps it mm -hmm. I, these three characters were too obviously the like, oh, the white rich guys, jocks. Uh, yeah. And they're going to harass him and they're going to get shot. Mm -hmm. So for me, it, I don't know what I would have changed. I don't have an answer for that. But mm -hmm. it was a little too, here it comes. And yeah. I knew what was going to happen because he has the gun. 
in his pants on him. Um, so it's too and predictable. I, did, I did not like him chasing the guy down. What I meant by that is I just didn't feel good about it. It right. wasn't like a fuck yeah, he got a moment. I was like, dude, no, let I, him go. I don't think you're supposed to. I think it's supposed to no, feel right. bad. No, no, no. That's my point. Yeah. Like oh, okay, I, okay, I was just, okay. that was my second point to my sentence was that. I It, it just wasn't my favorite scene because gotcha. I, I literally leaned over and said what was going to happen. Yeah. Uh Oh, next favorite part oh, for me, okay. since okay, <laughs> go, go, go. Uh, would be uh, in the club uh, when he's taking notes at Pogo's. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. He's laughing in between all the jokes. His fake laughs. Um. Uh. Well, again, his his laugh from the card is that he is opposite. His laugh comes out out of opposite of what the ten like the emotion of the room is. And yeah, so he doesn't every, understand. And so everyone's laughing. It's a condition. I think he understands, but it's just a condition that he has. Right. And so, well, if you if you listen to that though, it's his fake laugh. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's his condition. So it's like it's part. The, well, there, he's got two laughs. He's got his condition laugh, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then he has his fake laugh that you see in the first time we're in the clown like locker yeah, room. Oh yeah. yeah. And they're making oh, yeah. jokes, and he walks, walks away, away, and, and as soon stops. as he's out of sight, he's using the same laugh in the club. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think he totally understands the joke. He doesn't. Right. He doesn't and know he just when knows to laugh. He should laugh. Well, yeah. and that's yeah. what I really liked about it. Where it's kind of like again, he's just off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just off the the what we accept as social norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing to say. Where it's like again, it's subjective, right? So what whatever society allows us to think is funny is what he ha- is what we laugh at. Versus like he laughs at everything else, and it's compounded with the very end where he's like laughing, and then it's like, what's so funny? He's like, you wouldn't get it, and it's like. That's like, you know, Joker 101 where it's like, you know, he always has a joke. And But like even then, like even in the, the lightest form, Bruce Tim, comic cartoons, right? Like he's he was never a good comedian and he always had bad jokes mm-hmm. and everyone's made fun of him for that. But then like when he kills people, it's like, how, who's laughing now? And it's like, oh, shit. So like there is that there's still some of that DNA that I really loved where it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Or it's like fleshed out in a real world sense where it's like I'm staying with this character. Um, there's a lot of those kind of like instances where it's like. You forget that this is like, like there's supposed to be comic book elements in there. Where it's like you're just watching a film and it's a film, 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 and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, it's a comic book movie. Oh, I see yeah. that. Yeah, like there, there's a lot of those cool yeah. those points in there. I think a couple of parts that are favorite without the Joker being as much focus is um, finding out about his mom mm. and um, like or, or not his mom. Or not his mom of of like um, when he finds the the photograph that's like love your smile TW. TW and then you're like why would Thomas Wayne have signed a photo or did she write of it? her yeah. or did she write it to herself to mm-hmm. further this narrative yeah and yeah. then like well even not further that narrative but more like she's building the world in her mind right and mm-hmm. and I really liked how they did the um, uh, when she's in the psych ward after being beaten by her boyfriend and they found. You know Arthur and everything chained or tied to the radiator, of him being in the room because reading those notes is so real that he's actually there. Mm-hmm. That little reveal, that, the use of a pan shot, per, like in a oh, good yeah. way. It was great instead and, of just like pushing dialogue. And how and she was put so yeah. completely blank, being like, "No, he was such a happy kid." Like just like recalling something. Yeah, um, yeah. So all of that was was done really well. Uh, um, there's yeah. there's an aspect that I really like too is that when he's going home for the first time and you know you see those steps and they're towering over him mm-hmm. it's those kind of again those like motifs that you see that are like wow like the wor- the world and life that he lives is a is a 
tough one. Yeah. And yeah. also the fact that he lives in a house on a crooked hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just like, Duh. I also love about the those steps in a sense of as a symbol of mm-hmm. like when we first see them, it's like, oh, shit, I got these. And then the one of the last times we see he's dancing, dancing down them. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And it's like it it really he's, is. A well, he championed the hill. Yeah. You know, he finally kept climbing, kept climbing, kept climbing, and then finally now here comes the ride. And, and he, it's like yeah. we want to talk to you. Oh shit! <laughs> also, I really fucking loved him running. His run, his yeah. run is pretty great. Like at the beginning, when he loses his sign, and then like you just see the shot of the alley, and then he just crosses frame and like falls yeah. down. I'm like, God damn, he ran hella him hard. Him running from the subway too was yeah. his run he, was physically was great. His mm-hmm. run basically is like he always has the clown shoes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always. it did feel yeah. like that because there was a scene later on. I was like, is he wearing? I think it was him running away from the cops and he's like... And he didn't have the clown like, shoes on, but he still but ran like, like he was wearing the clown shoes. It reminds me of my my dad growing up. Uh, my Shout dad was dad. a... He was a sheriff at one mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. and he wore uh, a belt with all of his gear on and even once he stopped being a sheriff, he still walked as Waddled. if he had like... The gear on. The oh, yeah. gear on. So it was like... Really interesting, subtle thing of like he's so DNA. used to his, yeah. his muscle memory. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't un- undo it. Yeah. Um. When his wide elbows were fantastic yeah. too. Yeah. I really liked the change to Thomas Wayne. Uh, I thought I wouldn't like it Ooh. because I was like, but Thomas Wayne's supposed to be the good one percent. And then I was like, it serves a story in the sense of like. Like in a world where the number one family who's supposed to be like the like the old money of this city, like imagine if there was an old money of LA and you find out that there might be implication that you're related to them and you don't want money, but you just want acceptance into that family because your your family is gone now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's this asshole. And it fi- it fits that sense. It could have been any other dude, but I think it's a little bit more like, oh, remember, we're in a DC film. It's like, yeah. okay, cool, that kind of makes sense. And I think it throws you in for a good loop because at first you think, um, oh, shit, they're, like, doing, a, again, this is an Elseworld story. They're doing a retcon that Bruce Wayne and Joker are related, which really makes sense and blah, blah. But it's like, at the very end, you're like, oh, shit, there, there's no sense of it all. Like, he could be, he can, he may not be. Yeah. Um. So I, I like that in his interaction with him where it was just like, in, like, the thing is, like, Thomas Wayne is so justified in how he treats the Joker when he meets him. Because he's like, don't you ever touch my kid again. Right. But it comes mm-hmm. off as an asshole. He's like, what do you, butler. He's like, what do you want? He's like, you want an autograph? Because that's how he sees the people who are in lower classes. He doesn't see them yeah. as people. He sees them as people he needs to save. Right. And that's the difference between Thomas Wayne and Batman. Is that Batman is, he feels like he should be part of it. And he's part of that society where Thomas Wayne's like, they need my money. They need my resources. Yeah. Um, and then when he punches them, like, again, you feel conflicted. Which I think is a good thing to do. Because, again, I think... What the film does is that this isn't a superhero film. This is not even a supervillain film. It's a people film, really. And, like, there are no heroes. There's not one person that's particularly good. And there's a lot of terrible people. Like, I think the only good person, really, is uh, Zazie Beetz with the the kid. Maybe. We don't know. Maybe. She could be Uh, terrible. As far as we know. Because also all of the things that we knew about her. She wanted to kill herself in the elevator. Yeah. Yeah, she wanted to kill herself in the elevator. And that's kind of all we actually know about her because everything else was constructed. Yeah. Which is a, a little uh, nod to Taxi Driver. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. At the yeah. very end, but um, I haven't seen it. Any other favorite parts? Yeah, I have one. Uh, one more. Uh, the is it your this, real one? As Ollie would say. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but my actual favorite. <laughs> your actual favorite. My actual okay, actual good. favorite part. Sure. Um, no, it's the scene when he actually uh, the two clowns come and visit, visit him, him, and he kills yeah. the big guy, and then the the other guy is Jump just like holy, sh- like he's just like. Oh, damn. But he's crying. 
Yeah, he's but he also he lets him go. But uh, when he kisses him on the forehead, I'm like, that's so Joker. Wow. And he just kind of lets him go, and he's just so serene and just like it was just an interesting just to see that kind of because you're almost on the edge of your seat, like he's not going to. No, no, he's not. He's not going to kill this guy, and he just kind of lets him out, and you're like. Whoa. Well, there's there's <laughs> a method in the madness where it's kind of like, you know, Two-Face, right? Like, yeah. he flips a coin. He wants to kill the guy, but the coin won't let him. Yeah. yeah right? Where it's like, there is a little bit of some rule. Yeah. There's some guidelines. It's not completely anarchy. Yeah. So. Well, the, the, the thing it toys with you with, too, is that lock. Yeah. And you're like, did he do that on purpose to tell him he could go and then kill yeah. him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought, not that it's a favorite part, just that it was, like, fascinating for the character, of he's putting on his makeup. He hears the knock at the door, he and you see paint. him like search. He's like, "What's dangerous? Scissors!" Mm-hmm. And just like grabs the first thing he could find. That's dangerous. Yeah, like uh, I, I thought that was very par for the course well, of. At this point, he's kind of like. At this point, he's fully in it. He's like, "I can kill anyone with pretty much anything. Uh, scissors is fine." And I'm gonna again, kill myself on TV tonight. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and he's and he's he has such a clarifying. It's. It's interesting to watch him kind of react to the other guy, and he's like, "Oh yeah, 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 that makes total but sense." But then his arms are spread yeah, out, yeah, and then he's just yeah. contorting them. Um, yeah. Um, I completely thought that he was going to go on the show and then do what he did in Dark Knight Returns and kill the entire audience. <laughs> the entire audience. And I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, are we gonna like?" And that to I me, did too. I was like, "Are we getting that?" Well, so yeah. like the tough thing with that is like, how would he do it, right? In the Dark Knight Returns, the animated film, or animated film, he does it with poison gas, right? It would, to me, I think, be a tough line to cross. I'm so glad they didn't do it, especially no, if he had like a semi-automatic weapon. Oh, like you no, know, that's no, like, no, a little, no, no, like it's no, no. a little yeah. tough to cross. But like the fact that the way that you know, you knew something was going to happen, and then yeah, they how it happened. Uh, Check out gun. Yeah, and then so you're like, is he going to kill himself or is he going to kill? Because to me, I knew for a fact that he's not going to kill himself. He's right. going to kill either uh, everyone or he's going to kill somebody, right? And so the way they did that, I, you know, it felt like this big giant burst of like. You know, we're getting the again. It's that tension building of like what Arthur Fleck has been going through, right? And he's just you know he says that line he's like, "What do you get when blah blah blah?" And it's just like this this crazy climactic moment where it's like boom, and it's like a release, and it's like Joker is now in the real world. Joker is now dancing on TV, telling people that he exists. And it, it was it's a crazy moment, but like I was just like, "Holy shit!" If they do fucking Dark Knight Returns, it's crazy. Which in a in an interesting way. Everyone at home, I don't know if you remember, 2012, there was an Aurora shooting at the theater during the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the parents um, uh, pleaded to Warner Brothers to not screen Joker there. And they said, yes, they were not going to screen the Joker there, which I thought was really tasteful, which, again, it's like, I think it's a tough thing with the subject matter of, like, this is character and that he lives, you know, permeates through mediums and genres and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though, I mean, there's a whole thing where the kid had nothing to do with yeah, 100%. Joker. Nothing. He was looking for the fullest theater. Yeah, 100%. But it happened it, to be Batman. It just, mm-hmm. it, it was so close to home at that point and yeah. that's kind of the interesting yeah. thing again for the good and for the bad. One and, more. Yes. Okay. It's more so the experience of that scene when he kills Murray. Mm. It was more so an audience experience. The whole audience just went, whoa! Yeah. When you were yeah. in the theater? Yeah, yeah. when in the mm-hmm. theater. It was just a, fun experience in that everybody's reaction and something i want to put at the cap of of favorite parts just because we've been talking very excitedly about a very murderous clown um we always say that you know if you want to talk to us about whatever we're talking about definitely hit us up in comments emails whatever especially for this film and how we're talking about things uh if something perked your ear and you're not cool with how it was said or how it was phrased or whatever 
make a discussion with us, please. We want to talk about this stuff. And we don't want anybody out there listening to feel like, oh, they're, well, they're, you know, they're, they said that one thing that one time and I don't like it. So, like, please discuss with us. That's what we want. We want to talk to you guys about the intricacies of this stuff. No cancel culture here, baby. No cancel culture here. And we can have differing opinions. That's totally fine. But we want to be open and have discussions about that. This is the point of the show. But my preferred method of conversation is sliding through my DMs, please. Thank you. Yeah, there's Tom. uh, Including the things, the people that we like the most. Yes. Uh, So favorite characters? Favorite characters. Uh, I mean, other than the titular character? I don't know. It's hard because there aren't... One of the things I like is that there aren't very many characters to choose from. I like Clark. (laughs) <laughs> the the uh, the te- the administrative guy in the Arkham. Yeah, actually, uh, I really did like him. Uh, I mean, yeah. Do we want to go? He's fa- from Atlanta too. Yeah, he is. Oh. Uh, yeah. Do you want? Let's do. Let's do favorite characters other than Joker. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, geez. I know, right? Um, I like Gary. I don't know if I, don't know if I have one. Gary. <laughs> Gary was the his short friend. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was nice. I did. He's like nicest Gary. guy there. Yeah, A little person. Um, it's it's so hard to have a favorite character when most like. Uh, 95% of the focus is on Joker. Yeah. Um, and the other 5% are kind of pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, there aren't that many people who are portrayed as, like, good people in this. So it's hard to say that you like anybody. Um, You know what? I do I do like Clark. You know why? Because Joke, uh, Arthur Fleck starts kind of divulging. It's like, I did something real bad. I messed up and I got away with it. And I thought I would feel bad, but I don't feel bad. And then he says, I think as everyone should say, it's like, hey man, I'm just admin. I just, you know, move these things back and forth. But you should talk to somebody. Yeah. Oh, and, the, the clerk, Carl? Yeah, Carl. Um, but like to me, that's also comes, you know, double fisted with like the fact of like he says, you should go see somebody. And then Arthur has to come back. He's like, why? Because they'll cancel all of the support that actually people need. It's like, Mm. True. <laughs> like, yeah. True. Oh, he no. He just goes. They canceled it. Yeah. yeah. There's and, no funding left. Yeah. And it's like uh, that's true. He did. He was talking to somebody about it. But the thing is also kind like, of was that person really paying attention to what he was yeah. saying? Yeah. I I I felt for her that his his like social worker. Well, she she drops a big truth. Yeah. She's like they, they don't give a fuck, they about, don't give you a fuck about you or me. and they don't give a fuck about me. And Shit. she had basically just lost her job. Yeah. So. You know, mm-hmm. I, I felt for her. You also don't like her because it's kind of a, she does ask the same question. She doesn't really care because she's yeah. stuck in this it's cycle. Like a scripted of a, conversation. If, right. If anyone remembers other uh, Alan Moore stuff like Watchmen, where he actually has a moment with Rorschach getting interrogated by a, uh, a black uh, therapist and then they have a bad tiff back and forth. And it's more like, again, it's not that he's black, but it's the social differences. He's like, it's like, you're fat, you're wealthy paid, and I don't like you. And it's like, Jesus Christ. But again, that was during that time. Right. And it was just kind of, again, drawing the line of the social norms. Like, you see me as this disease. I see you as the 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 reason why we exist. Mm. And it's like, oh, God. <laughs> so it's tough. Uh, just like picking a favorite character. Yeah, I don't know if I yeah. have one. I don't know if I can pick. The uh, music? I guess The music. Sure, that's a character. You guess Murray? Murray, yeah. Yeah. I don't really have a secondary character. I was like... Tony Bennett guy, Light? That chick. Um, yeah. I would probably have done Zazie Beats if they gave her more things to say. Yeah. If she had dialogue. If, if, if she <laughs> was real. If she was actually real. Yeah. No. <laughs> and like uh, there. I have a whole thing about that. Oh. Um, 
Okay. Uh, so yeah, I I don't think I really. I guess I'd pick Gary, or Gary, right? Yeah, Gary. yeah. I think I'd pick Gary just because, like, Gary. he he was the only one that was nice, <laughs> and like actually nice. I liked the kids like at the actually hospital. Nice. <laughs> I liked him when yeah. he screamed when he dropped the gun. <laughs> <He's> like, <"What?"> <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny oh to me. God. Uh, moving on to qualms. Sure, qualms. Mm. Uh, Corey has a lot to say. Oh, wait, hold on. Caitlin put super up a Super rats? Okay, you know what? I, I really liked it because they brought it back. It's like, the only thing that could be is super cats. And I was like, because fucking superheroes are super bad. And I'm like, all right. But no, I was dude, like, it sucked because they never did anything with it. The, yeah. No, they did they show. They a giant fucking no, rat. When, oh, cool. They when, showed it. But like, what was the point of opening Bruce, your movie with when it? When Bruce Wayne's parents died, some rats did scamper in the background. Oh. Well, I was going to say, when oh, he's on the, the that's payoff. it. When he's on the phone call, and then like you see a giant fucking rat next to like one of the, the, the strumpets, as I would say. Yeah. Strumpets? Oh. Yeah. I've, mm-hmm. I've been playing a lot of Witcher, and that's, that's oh. what they're called. Okay. Strumpets. Strumpets. Okay. That's one of my qualms. Uh, super rats? Super rats. Super rats. Yeah. They, they were, it was why? like... um. It was like one of those. It's like it's literally the like rule in theaters. Like, don't show a gun on stage unless you're going to use it. It was super rats in the beginning of the film, the opening. So I'm like, oh, this must be important. And then the film ended, and I went, what the? F- Where were the super rats? What was the deal? <laughs> this, this was don't actually, put them in. This don't was, put them in the movie. This was like the origin story. For um, you man. know, teenage mutant ninja turtles. Yeah, the sewers is going to be where they live. Oh it's actually in Gotham. Well, that they grew up. And which would work. For me, for me it related to when in Dark Knight Rises they're saying like, oh, "You're going to find alligators in the sewers," and they're talking about killing mm-hmm. Croc. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> enough for me to yeah. tie those together, though. Yeah, it was pretty far reach. That that super bothered me. Uh, what? I got miffy about something like that was a mole on the neck. Talk about it. Like, no, point. I can't remember what it was. It was the blood. It was the CGI Josh, blood. Go. Oh, the CGI blood. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I really... I Not that mm, it's a qualm in that like it took me out of the moment being like, is that CGI? That's what CGI'd. was CGI? What are they? The, the blood. blood on his face. Every time there was blood on his face, it was CGI'd. Oh, I didn't notice. Because it just Some David Fincher-esque it, shit. It wasn't yeah. the right It's color. so you can get it perfect every time. Color? Right. Just... Like the lighting on it just wasn't correct, mm. um, and my eye immediately picked up on that. Yeah. And I, it was probably just because like guys in there. having the white makeup, having a splatter blood on it, continuity. Like it, it was well, just. I, I think the made main more sense the to main CGI point it. to use it was so that the blood would splatter in the exact way they wanted it. Exactly. To do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because There's a really interesting. Go ahead. Sorry. It, okay. You done? Okay. I have a delay on yeah, my no, end, so say, we started talking at the same time. Everyone at oh, home, there's a delay. That's why Corey's not an asshole. He's just. It's just a delay. Um, but every time the blood splatted, it would be like, the first time it was like half of his body. Right. And so like, I'm assuming they wanted that for specific reasons versus it just being like Christian Bale with Jared Leto's head and American Psycho were just fucking splats. But mm. even then, like he wipes it off in such a way. So, but the, this, like, I think, you know, they wanted to have the shot where it's like half mm-hmm. of his body is covered in blood and what's going to be the other half, so. Right. Um, but Corey, um, there's now a lot of, well, I was going to say that Fincher does the same thing. If you ever watch the movie Zodiac, None of the blood in there is practical. It's all CGI. And his point was, A, to save time on production. They don't have to reset every single time the squibs, all oh, that kind man. of stuff. Yeah, but then yeah. he can get it exactly how he wants it in post and be done. every single time. Mm-hmm. They could do the take after take after take after take, go home, find the f- perfect take, and then add the blood after. Well, yeah. And I mean, those are comparable films because like— Especially on a low budget like this. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 55 million, baby. Yeah. 55 million. Yep. So low budget. Yeah. I didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't pick up on the fakeness of it, I guess. So maybe it worked. The only time I me. did was when he coughed on top of the 
yeah, cop car. That's the only time I saw it too. It was like exact perfect cop, and it like had like video game bloody, where it's like Pew! it like moved <laughs> the, oh. moved the perfect the way it floated was like oh, oh. yeah. Oh, uh, any other qualms? Um, yeah, <laughs> I I have one. Unless you want to go first, Corey. No, no, no. I'm gonna vomit. Um, like, <laughs> well, then we'll cap you off. So go ahead, Corey. Yeah. Um, the. No, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, one uh, w- one thing was like I felt I don't know how I felt about um like needing to include Bruce Wayne's like origin story or like Batman's origin kind of I in think there. They don't. <laughs> they don't and I and and it's something because it's funny like going into it that was the last thing I was expecting but before that before I'd seen this I already didn't like that we keep getting bat, like or, we keep sh- seeing different perspectives of the exact Dude. same origin story in so every wait, goddamn Bruce Wayne have you seen base the meme movie with that where the Spider-Man's like hey I think you know we've we've killed Uncle Ben multiple times. Let's stop doing that. DC. Let, can we put it into Wonder Woman too? Is there a way? For yeah. Us to <laughs> <get that> in? <laughs> so like, when they when they came out of the theater and I saw Zoro, I was like, wow, we don't need this in here. Yeah, man. we don't need like, this in here. I I hundred percent predicted that though. I was like, I guarantee whatever happens, the implications that Joker did something is going to affect the. Ki- I get oh, the yeah. overall. When the riots started, dude, I was like, it's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't need it, but it's gonna happen. I didn't need it, but it's like I get. I, like, are they planning to do more with it? Is it like there's? Here, are I'll they go, trying to tell me you're trying to give me some profound Batman stuff I on will, top of? I will say this. though, the dope thing. Compare if we could compare all of the deaths of them. There was flames in the background. So I was like, hell yeah, fucking and, metal. And, 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 and there <laughs> were super flames rats. and super rats. Yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> fucking. Um, especially Corey. since that night I went. So and saw. well, it, it leads into one of my qualms actually, and and because Tom, I think you said it really. I really liked your perspective on Thomas Wayne and. Uh, and and how he's shown in the movie, but, but for me, and each, but it's trash. No, uh, <laughs> no, I, I really respect that. But for me, my experience, anytime the Waynes came into it, it took me out of the film, mm-hmm. and I think I would have preferred this film without any sort of in your face. Maybe have Wayne Tower, maybe have him on the TV here and there, but like meeting Bruce, meeting Alfred, meeting uh, Thomas Wayne in the bathroom, and then the scene where they're killed in Crime Alley. Every time that happened, I'm just like. Is this a Batman origin or is it a Joker right. origin? Like, yeah. it took it. It yeah. reminded it, me I'm watching a film where the yeah. rest of the times when it was just Arthur Fleck, I forgot I was watching a film. There were right. like, does that make sense? Were, yeah, yes. there were like profound Batman revelations in a movie that's like about his him and his character it didn't ser- mm-hmm. didn't serve Arthur Fleck's story. It just it did. It, it could have. Well, it, it did didn't, though it, because like, he it now thinks that he's related to Bruce Wayne. Well, right, but that's mm-hmm. that's not. But they never also never. Why really does that matter in this movie? With that. Because he again he comes he grows like up. Who's in a place. brace? Who's brace? You know, saying like it's it well, borrows he, con and like in a movie where it's like it's pretty self contained. All of a sudden, it's not. Well, again, Thomas Wayne, who is the richest fam- man in Gotham, who's running for mayor, has this son, and now that he can see his brother again, Arthur Fleck is growing up in a place where he doesn't feel like he has anybody, mm-hmm. and so the fact mm-hmm. that he has some family, it, it's the big plea in the bathroom. He's like, I don't want anything from you. I just want some warmth and some fucking decency. Yeah, no, and I get that. Like, it could have been like it any. It would have been better if it was Murray. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that would have been. I think that would have been cool. And she worked on his show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm not. He was writing him, and then a roundabout way, he doesn't know it, but he invites him to the show, and that's kind oh. of why he. Yeah. I mean, and, that, and seeing his seeing his dad make fun of him cool. on TV, and, and, and that yeah. would add yeah. to like a social norm that we have, where we want to just connect with celebrities as if we are their family, and right. so that's a that's a cool meta commentary on that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think I would have been happier with that uh, over the Waynes. I'm fine with both still. 
Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I thought it was really cool to be like, oh my god, he's Batman's brother. But yeah, uh, like I, I can see how like it would be really cool if it was Murray too. I mean, for me, yeah. like, and with, it's just it's come. Sorry, go ahead. For me, with this, it was kind of like I, I, you know, I'm all love and respect for Burton's Batman. But I fucking hate the fact that Joker kills his parents. Because yeah. spoilers, everyone. Uh, but like yeah. this was thirty kinda, year old movie. Yeah, for this I was just, like, I I don't like the fact that Joker ever gets connected with it. But for this I was kind of like, let's just see. And then for me again, for the prism of the fact of like they're drawing the picture of like there is a disparity of you know the wealth and the and the poor or the broke whatever. Kill the uh, rich. And so it's like, oh, okay, cool. And it's like, how do you do that? And you use again elements from the world that you have. Yeah. But yeah, the Murray thing, like it's a completely fictional character made for this film, which like it t- totally would have worked too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either either way. Um, but one thing that's like it actually belongs in favorite parts, but like, like seeing like I bought the descent of society, um, like into the riots and stuff a lot more than I did even in like Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, like it felt more natural, felt more organic. Well, Dark Knight Rises it was like boom, bang, owns right. place, we're fucking going riot. This yeah. was kind of so like that was a very unique uh, story in Dark Knight Rises. But in this, like it felt organic. You saw it happen. I was I was talking to my roommate about that. And I said like there has never been a film I think that captured like the effects of one character affecting their city as well as this did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that permeated through like, you know, with Dark Knight, it's like you don't you see the 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 copycats, but you don't see it as well done as the Joker film. Right. Like you hear about Iron Man and how he keeps affecting the world at large, but you mm-hmm. don't see those you don't effects. See it. Yeah. I actually felt that the way that he rallied the city into riot was what made me feel it was more comic booky actually. Interesting. It just Maybe it's a personal mm-hmm. thing. I'm not sure, but um, yeah. When when it was like, oh, kill the rich immediately, I was like, this. It it actually took me out of it a little bit because I was just like, yeah. what? No, people. It was really quick. People die like this all the time, mm-hmm. especially, especially in right. And no, I just mean in our world sense. Oh yeah, but especially like, in the world that they're building. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's supposed so, to be crime infested. Crime infested already, and right. it, it feels like Joker was the jumping and off point of. of <laughs> Jumping off point of all this crime rather than um, (laughs) it already being very intrinsically there because really all that we see of crime, quote unquote wise, that he has to deal with is like teenagers being shitheads and then Wall Street dudes being pricks. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. we have no, there's no like real crime that's going on until Joker kills three people and then all of a sudden everyone's like burn cars in the there's, streets there's not a lot of crime that we <laughs> kill see. people kill the cops i think i mean that's also i think uh maybe a, they should have used their opening scene to talk about that instead of giant fucking rats right <laughs> could have been. that that would have been a great that would have been a great way to make for me personally the riots the the movement to riot and kill the rich in the newspapers a little more believable well, to that point to a discussion to, to a rats. discussion it's like that's what the, yeah. i think that's what arthur's talking about on the show where he's like so i killed three guys who gives a shit if i died you guys walk over me you the news is too busy talking about rats mm-hmm. right and i think that's more the thing where it's like we're supposed to absorb this media that's not talking about the actual issues right talking about yeah. rats that don't fucking exist but that was kind of a one line that happened mm-hmm. very quickly rather than making it more of like a stance of his and i think that's a and that i would say that's a good point because like it is again for me it's like this giant climactic point so he's gonna blah, 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 boom it's like oh okay this is it like this yeah. is his actual his monologue <laughs> motif or his actual motto in life uh cory any more qualms yeah um <laughs> So here's the thing. His appearance on the Murray Show, his entrance is one of the 
most enchanting pieces of cinematography mm-hmm. I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the build-up to the curtain opening, the way he enters, the way it's shot, where you see just his face between the curtains first with a cigarette. But also at the beginning, yeah, over. The right at the beginning where he's just waiting with the cigarette in his hand. Oh, and he's dancing and the two people are like staring at him like, what the fuck the is he off. doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, lo- I loved that. And I, I liked the scene up until he admits that he kills the three guys. I like that. But then De Niro's character becomes this talking exposition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was that, a little, for me, it was a little ham fist. And he's like, you're telling me you killed these three guys and you don't feel nothing? I'm like, yeah, dude, that's why he's telling you on national television. Uh, I would have loved more. It just felt really staged yeah. to me. And oh, at that point, yeah. I was, again, watching someone. It felt like someone reading a script and being like, hey, in case you missed it throughout the two hours you were watching, here's all the morals I was trying to teach you throughout the film. Interesting. And yeah. for me, that took me out of it. And like, where's the security? Because there's tons of security at TV stations. Yeah. Like, no one reacted at all. And he sat there and decided to ask him these really pinpointed questions that were dealing with the topics they tried to tackle in the film. And it was just, it was a little too over the head for me. I For, um, for me, for that was like, like, Robert I liked De- Joaquin Ro- in that scene, but like his, his Mur- Joaquin, yeah. For like Murray was like, he's still trying to have a show no matter what. Right. And like, I think sure. that's the, like, again, it's the mores of having like a talk show. Because like Mark Maron's character is like, fucking take him off. Yeah. And then you see yeah. De Niro say like, no. And like, again, I, I think I talked about this before where it's like that happened with Oprah Winfrey's show where she brought in um, white nationalists. Yeah. And then they took, uh, over, the show. They, she, they took over the show where it's like, that's again, like it, it's, it was it's just the social responsibility that like, in our like 2019 world, that wouldn't happen. In a 1980s Gotham, to me, that's kind of like it, it bought like, me in for I, that. I love the concept of it, and I I think it was just the dialogue. Yeah, like that I have an issue with the way it was written, the the, the types of questions he was asking. I agree with that. Yeah. I like yeah. the idea of him going on the talk show and admitting that, and having him try to carry on this show, and maybe even keep him there long enough for the police to, to arrive. Show up. Um, yeah, but it was just the way the lines were written. De Niro's lines were written. Uh, and to have an actor of that caliber, give him give him a little more meat would have been nice. Yeah, um, I I mean to me I likened it because like, yeah. it wasn't as like to me like more hand fisted is Bane's like monologue of like you the people I'm giving the city the power of the city to you versus like but it's I'm, better written to me is like I'm getting a, a a a said recorded confession so we can call the police and get him out of here. Mm. Like yeah. to me that's kind of like the thing I keep going just I just keep going back to hearing that line in my head. So you're telling me you killed these three people and you don't feel nothing. And then he like, gets a confe- just was, he gets a confession and then he calls the police. That's where like was, for me it's like I He didn't call I, the I, police. He did. He said like call the police now. And then he says oh, yeah, and then yeah, he yeah. says and then he does the joke and kills him. And like It was what, just it was a little too over the head, I guess, for me. For mm-hmm. my my experience. It mm-hmm. took me out of the film. Yeah. Um for me, the other fine. thing I have an issue with is the entirety of the Zazzy Beats um Arc relationship. Really? Yeah. I either could have done with a little more or not at all. And here's my reasoning. Uh, to start it off, Zazie Beats is a phenomenal actress. If you haven't watched Atlanta, after this episode, <laughs> go run to your TV, get FX, watch Atlanta. Like, it's probably the she only is place an you can amazing, watch amazing, amazing actress. That and Deadpool too. Um, unfortunately, but yeah. more and more, hopefully, because she's a phenomenal actress and she steals every scene she's in in um, in, in uh, Atlanta. Um, for me, it was just a storyline that I've seen played out in a lot of other movies better, including Taxi Driver, Machinist, uh, stuff like that. And I, what I think would have changed it for me is that scene where she comes in and she's like, your name's Arthur, right? First of all, 
I already know what's going on at this point. I already get that he's imagined the whole thing. The minute she says your name's Arthur, you're in the wrong appointment uh, apartment. I didn't need the flashbacks, mm. and I think I either would have loved to see the scene play out a little longer rather than have flashbacks. Didn't have to be mm-hmm. much, um, but gi- giving her something to, to say, do. I would love him to have dialogue at that point. Right. Yeah, and her. I mean, I think she's just criminally under, underutilized in this film as for for her caliber of, of acting. I, and I, oh, sorry. Uh, no, no, that was that was kind of it. I was just gonna go back to the. It just it, it's one of those moments that the it flashbacks didn't to, took me out. She didn't seem to like impact his life too too much. Like Ta- they gave him right, those like she's night, not there. they gave him like the great date night or whatever. Yeah, well, that for, was for yeah. me. What that was like so far. You like. The crazy thing is after he kills the three guys, he goes into her apartment and kisses her and then, you know, allegedly probably sleeps there, right? Yeah. And after yeah. that, when he starts bombing at the comedy show, like, she's his saving she's grace. She's laughing. Uh, and, she go, and they go on a date and whatever the hell they do. Um, and I will say to the point, like, yeah, you do see it. And I think the machinist does it because Taxi Driver doesn't do that, really. Uh, no, no, no. no. But driver, the same kind of The Taxi Driver ideal. in the same line is more like the... The woman is kind of like the spawn or the spur of like the madness happening, and it's like exactly kind of, kind of the the through line of like why he does anything, um, as well as like his saving grace. But with this, I would say uh, an interesting thing that I felt like was poignant was the fact that like I think we kind of have us at, or, or like around the table as well as over the interwebs, Corey. Uh, we're a little film literate. Mm-hmm. I think it is like. Oh, like too easy for us to pick that up but I will say like from my experiences sometimes I've seen people who are like I didn't get it until I got a flashback mm-hmm. yeah and so like yeah. For, for me personally I love that that was actually one of my sure like, that would be I would say in one of Again, my these favorite are parts yeah my issues with it yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah just talking so for me I, I either would have liked more of it more of the relationship rather than the few scenes we got because if it really is in his head you can do kind of whatever you want with it and, well, and add a yeah. little more. You could do there. is take a li- take away from the mom and do more of her, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then let that scene play out instead of the flashbacks, yeah. because I think you have two high caliber actors. I think you could do a really interesting scene within that apartment, mm. um, and I think that was a missed opportunity. I think um, there there would have been better at the at the diner when they're at the end of the date, and yeah. just mm-hmm. do a little bit more back and forth of like him talking about what he actually goes through and feels like. Yeah, but like that I mean, been great. But the thing is, like, it gets like taxi driver territory where he's like, "I hate people." It's like, all right, we get it. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, I think I just needed more, either more time with her, or I could have done without it. Sure. I think I is, is where where I'm feeling on that line. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing I'll say, um, and it sounds like I hated this movie, which I didn't. <laughs> I really liked this movie. I just wasn't in love with it. That's all. Uh, it's okay. You can shit on things I like. It's fine. It's okay. Yes. You shit on the things I like. Yeah. Italian shit. Um, yeah. Fellowship of the Ring is so, still four point eight. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, so the last thing I'll say about this, and again, this is like Joker said, it's all subjective. Um, for me, like like Caitlin, like we all have at this table, um, we've all dealt with our own throes of people we know with mental illness and stuff like that. Um, and for me, I don't think this movie said anything as profound as it was trying to. Um, and I left the movie tr- really trying to figure out if there was anything beyond the surface level stuff we got about it. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I would have liked them to either focus more on it and even step away from the classism a little bit or focus more on the classism. It just felt like it was, for me, my personal experience felt like it was trying to 
tackle too, too many issues. Yeah, yeah. like too yeah, many things and sure. say too much. And in, in doing so, it didn't say enough of either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's kind because of... Because I, I, one line I loved too, and like I don't want to take away from that because I think, you know, starting dialogue around mental health is, is, is brilliant. And I think with the one line he wrote in his journal where the thing about mental health is people want you to act like you don't have it mm-hmm. was very poignant. Mm-hmm. And I would have... I would have liked to see more of that. We get it. We get the one scene in the bus, and then the one scene with his manager. Um, with not even his manager, because his manager is kind of just talking about how he people don't like him. You know, he, he I like you, but I don't like you, kind of thing. Uh, the other one was the guys on the subway, right? Because um, mm-hmm. they don't understand his his condition, and I just I think I would have liked them to dive into that a little deeper. I guess where even you know I would even his mom like his mom could have even. She says she starts to dive her. into it. Where how can you do it if you're not funny? Oh, kind of thing. fucking I don't know. kill me! <laughs> I know. Fucking I hurt the fuck out of me. And I love that. So, like, so for me, I think I just would have liked it to take a deeper dive, if that makes sense, into those issues. Yeah, it makes sense because, and I'm I'm gonna bring it up again. I just I've or focus on one. Um, so I, I've just seen other movies, and I, maybe that I mean this is my own baggage too. I've seen other movies handle those topics in a way that I thought was taking a bigger stance on it and take mm. saying saying a little something kind of taking me by the shoulders a little more and shaking me and be like you need to pay yeah. attention to this. So you do Whereas want this, the over the head hit you over the head thing. No, I don't want no, over I the mean, head. I and that's you kind know, of, there's a difference yeah, between hitting you over the head and and talking about it in a more serious manner. Yeah. yeah. What were you going to say Ali? Um I think that's one of the reasons why um like I felt at multiple points that it was like limited by what it like its source material basically. Like, because it had to finish the narrative of the Joker. Mm-hmm. It was about the while, descent into madness, not about the causes and reasons behind. Well, yeah. I, and I think I wanted to. I wanted to be more about the descent into madness and less about having to hit the check marks of the Joker story. And Ali, like, you just hit it, on and the head. Like, and that's where, like, instead of spending time with showing us how to, like Bruce Wayne is born or whatever, him even interacting with Bruce Wayne, like, give us more. Like you said, like maybe he tr- gets transferred to a different social worker that's like not as good, but maybe they're a better person. Maybe that's as he beats. Because think, it's because it's related to the I just because I haven't said yeah, anything please, please, with, please. with qualms. Mm-hmm. It's it's more so like one could argue that that's kind of the point, but yeah. there's a part of me that you could have removed anything that had to do with the Batman, Batman <laughs> or mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is based on comic books or anything like that, and it still would have been a solid well, movie. I think- it just felt like. Some of the stuff was like almost fan service. I said yeah. that I would have liked this movie more if it if it maybe wasn't a Joker movie to yeah, the core. Right, exactly. And, and, and so like, what you're saying, it's kind of limited by Well, it's limiting itself. Cause like the whole point of this, I think I, I think that the broader statement this is making is that hey, look, these comic books are filled are not just filled with with like uh, silly stuff and and you know these characters are these characters for a reason. Can well just any character, not necessarily villains. It could be heroes. Right. Well, like they're all yeah. they all have they're all interesting. They all have interesting stories, and we get to see the best of that now in this age. That's kind of like I'm I'm I mean generally speaking, I'm on the pro comic book movie side. Like I me too. Don't yeah. dislike them as a general overarching thing, and I know a lot of people do, and that's fine. But this was their opportunity to be like, hey, this is us showing you how interesting these characters can be in a Scorsese-esque kind of movie. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of like I'm sticking so it to board. Scorsese in a weird way. And like, Yeah, the timing's strange, huh? Yeah, right. it's like, look, Very like this can, well, win an, this can win Best Picture so and I, be a legitimate I want to also make sure to draw a clear line. Todd yeah. Phillips uh, reached out to Martin Scorsese to produce, and he was going oh, to produce. Oh, yeah. And then Scorsese was like, I'm doing Irishman. 
but you can take uh, 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 who's the second producer? Uh, Emma Tillinger Costco. She produces all of Scorsese's films. I yeah. see. And so, oh, so that's so, awesome. So yeah. So again, like, and Todd Phillips sent Scorsese the script, mm-hmm. and Scorsese then called him right after he got it and read it, and they just talked so about then, like why this is an important film. Right. And right. I will mm-hmm. say this in kind of in that sense, like we're all kind of cri- like critically analyzing it from like a really high in depth like level, but this is the first kind of film to actually try to talk about right. these things. Yeah. But so, it's, like it's, I would say like the opportunity that it's have, it's like. Now let other films do this. Right. And yes. do it better. Well, that's what well, I was... I had an end cap to my qualms when we're done with this. Well, my, my, just to wrap up my, my whole spiel is like, it, it set itself up to be like, to knock it out of the park and be like, hey, here's an Oscar. And it still might. You know, I think there's still I think definitely some Oscar stuff going on in here, but it's still like every now... It just stops it from being... Stops it from achieving like that true greatness that it can by having mm-hmm. to hit those check marks. I feel like sometime like throughout the film. I, I There's a couple moments that. where I kind of like I, okay. I would say, like, okay. I think there's definitely some issues here and there. Like, for me, my one qualm I was going to say was, like, I don't know what the character wants at the beginning of the film. Like, yeah. there's no status of what he wants. He's just, like, you're just He's with him. And, like, then that's, to me, like, that's the the strength of character study versus that's the, like, the weakness of, like, other films where it's, like, oh, this character needs to get money, so he's going to do this job. And then at the end of it, he realizes he doesn't need money, and then he can do the thing that he wants to do without the money. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And, like, you don't know anything about that character at that point. Like, that's just a narrative. This one, you're just going to n- figure out what this character goes through and lives with. And I would love the stand-up idea to come in earlier. I think it took like 15 minutes for him to mention it or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I I, I, I could have d- here and or there, but like the fact that they had that in was sure, kind of like just the, my, the, the idea. seed of like from Killing Joke. So I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, cool. But um, like, I don't know. For me, it's like there's a lot of things that this film could have done and has done in X, Y, and Z, but it's kind of like, there's not a lot of other comic films that to do your that point, at all. That's great that we have this now because now give us. I think I hope it does um, make because filmmakers are fine. They'll they'll make what they want to make, but what we have to impress are the studio execs. So hopefully the studio execs will see the numbers on this. Yeah, and, and I feel mean, better the thing about is like, investing. I wish I, I also hope that everyone at home listens and also takes the same kind of like macroscopic and microscopic lenses that we're looking at this through with everything they watch. Because if also mm-hmm. it doesn't check those marks, then those deserve the exact same. I hope amount. it's not a one-off for DC. That's my that's my true no. Hope. So here's my here's my hope no. is I as a comic book movie, I hope this uh. inspires more. Mm-hmm. I, Corey is an origin film because this is what <laughs> I, they can do. I this just I, I'm hoping that we get more Joker movies, like not Joker movies, but Joker esque type mm-hmm. movies where directors are allowed to take risks. I hope we get more Logans. I hope we get. Stuff like that, where, where we're telling stories that n- aren't necessarily about a hero or villain, but have them in. It's a story mm-hmm. that happens to have a hero yeah. or villain yeah. in it. It's a perfect mm-hmm. setup. Um, because I think, like Tom said, I really do think this is one of the most important comic book movies that's been made to date. Mm-hmm. I would put this as important as Logan is to me. Like, yeah, I agree. I think both those movies challenge a genre in a way that we really need right now. And I really hope the studios take notice, like you said, Ali. And mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. This is putting this out to all the directors and filmmakers out there. Please make more of these, like, because no. we need them. The tough thing is always like this is a, a dissection of the character, and the thing is sure. like what Man of Steel showed us that no one likes seeing that, and that's the shitty thing about it. And it's yeah. like, yeah, but we also have something like Logan, which is which is still a dissection of a character, and it did great and it's it's honestly it's my second favorite superhero film of all time and i would say like you can do 
characters that are further on than just like Joker and like Batman mm-hmm. and all the titular characters like Clayface and how he has no real form and you could talk about body dysmorphia and stuff like I'm that. I'm dying to see a Mr. Freeze movie. And so like there's things like that where like you can start talking about these things at large but like they're they have to be the smaller scope films. They can't be they a have, blockbuster. Yeah, I mean you got to keep it simple. Not every that's, single thing needs to be a blockbuster. You need you Tell need an entry that. point, right? Like I, I'm I, hoping this will. I'm wondering a lot more people saw this movie than have seen like I mean obviously that's not true but like that people who haven't seen like MC movies are probably a lot more open to seeing this movie. Uh, I, I think venture. that's 100% untrue. You think the so? The thing is about like, and I hate to say this, is like water in every country tastes good. All right, right. Like if you send a one bottle of water and send to every country, it tastes good, right? Because okay. it's the most massive appeal versus like this is a film that's kind of highly based in New York and America's today. Mm-hmm. And it's only going to, might taste good to Americans. Oh, I see what you're saying. Do you know what I mean? Like this is a, such a specific story and- t- trying to be no, I'd spend, I'd spend for people who are like turned off by comic book movies specifically like yeah. that, that wouldn't want to watch like superheroes capes and cows and stuff oh yeah no I got like, my my mom my aunt and my there uncle you go. all go that's all I mean me. oh, like, wow. they never they're never they never see yeah it just and, and that's kind of the, I think that's the end goal right is that we want to make like these stories should reach a place where they're good for any audience that you would want to make it for the tough thing is like they you have to kind of I think you have to have a basket and there's going to oh, be yeah. some fruits that p- some people don't like. There's not, I mean, that, but that's the beauty fruits of DC's, <laughs> like, DC I don't right know how now. fucking happened, but. <laughs> you DC, set it up. I know. You said basket and then fruits. Yeah, fruits. So. <laughs> this, is their, this is their advantage over Marvel, I feel like, and they need to really own it, is, like, mm. they well, have, they can afford to be different, like, have an Artur and not do, like, let the villain their die. own thing. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. and, like, and make like, the villains compelling. Right. Like, anybody can go make their own version you know, their own story with, with whatever character they like. You know, if David Fincher Apparently is drawn not. to a Apparently not. Have you seen Fantastic Four? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> but, you know, we, we all know the story with that. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, that's the thing where it's like, yeah, if, if DC kind of, like, just really, like, holds their ground of, like, I think to me their their cap would be dissection of villains. Like, yeah. doing a Catwoman alone would, film. Like, talk about how you get into the streets of Gotham, like, and she hangs around like a lot of the the red light district and then becoming a thief. And then her father's like this master thief as well. But talking about like how does one get into the life of crime? Right. How cool would a rogues gallery series be? Yeah, oh. it'd be cool. But like, and that's the thing where it's like, these are not ever going to be called, like they're going to be called comic book films, but they're not going to be called superhero films. So people are going right. to be in a, for a rude awakening when they want a happy ending at the very end instead, right. instead of something that might be mm-hmm. unsettling. Because at the end, I would love it where almost every villain has a tragic ending because you know what? That's real. Like yeah. it's the prism the thing, of which I mean, the artist is looking through. I'm all for it. My favorite—I've said it here a million times. My favorite comics are X-Men, and it's they challenge ideals, and that's what I like about this movie is that it challenges you in a different way that that you know Avengers is never going to challenge you. In a right. in a fun uh, parallel, when you were saying like, is this a Batman origin or is this a Joker origin? Like that's what exactly what X-Men went through when they did first class. Like, is yeah. this a Magneto origin? Or is oh, this- I'm <laughs> not comparing them to the films at all. No, no, but no, like, no. no, that was a no, kind of no. a funny thing. Except where it's for like, Logan. The, the first slot was like Wolverine origins and they were going to do Magneto origins and then that became yeah. first class. So mm-hmm. then they did Wolverine. Oops. Oh, yeah, so. Anyway. Uh, uh, so now, time That's for it. rating? Yes. Yeah. Time That's for rating. So, so who's first, first is Josh. Um, I feel like there's a Well, this, this conversation, no, this conversation has been incredibly enlightening because there are some qualms that I'm like, oh, I didn't think about it. Yeah, interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a like four. Show. Four? Yeah, I'm going to give it a four. A good solid four. four. Who's next? Um, Tom. Five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Immediate five. Yeah, I know. Immediate five. Uh, Caitlin's next. 
Uh, I'm going to do a a 4.9. Wow. Wow. Um, Mainly because we were saying that like subject matter, they, while they don't flesh everything out all the way, it was important for this to be a Joker movie. It was important for them to have Bruce Wayne in it, even though we thought it was super like silly for it to be there. I thought it was because it perfect. got butts and seats to watch this movie and to care about what's happening in it. And even if it doesn't flesh out all of the topics all the way, it at least addressed them. Yeah. And not mm-hmm. many movies are going to do that. And not many people, if you took out Joker, Batman, everything else, would go see this movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it gave um, it it blasted these topics. To I will a say I have a list audience. of movies I can send you that do deal with these topics. Right, but, but how many people are, are going to com- go see them? And not of them are going to be comic films. None of them are going to be comic films. Beautiful Mind, Machinist. Right, 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 right. But I'm saying like a mass audience appeal, like general sure. mass audience appeal. Not many people are like, I love Beautiful Mind. I love I love several of the movies that you just listed. But a lot of people are like, oh, that's like a weird heady movie. Like, I'm not going to go see that. Well, I mean, like, also then there's a difference between, again, it's blockbuster versus like uh, industry film. And I think this falls in line with those industry films versus like a, as a blockbuster. But this has some sense of mainstream appeal, right. which other comic book mainstream appeal films don't do. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if we would have covered it on the show, maybe. But this kind of film? If it wasn't Like if Joker? it wasn't Joker? Yeah. yeah. We probably have not. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like that is what makes me like this film more. Even if I find Josh goes back, us too. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just like I'm. I'm really having a hard time. Josh like has like a, a four, and I was like, face now. No, I really well, liked it a lot. I, but points, as we've said multiple times, it's just like whose line is it? The points don't really matter. It's just whatever Except you mine feel. Okay, four point nine. It's mm-hmm, so whatever you good. feel is right for you to say for the points. But but no. yeah, I I just think the way that this has all been concocted and like the way that they did it. The topics that it brings up, I give it a four point nine just because I sure. was engaged the whole time and I feel like it it addressed a lot of important Josh things. Josh goes back. Ollie. <laughs> no, I need to say something because I'm like, God, I because I, I put this kind of I on myself in the way that it. I think about He's my rating is like I think it needs to be higher for me. Like I think it because okay. I I'm realizing I wouldn't change much. Like when you guys were talking about qualms, I was yeah. like, Oh wow. I don't I the see the qualms. I that's like one rats. I didn't notice. To <laughs> be perfectly honest, one. I was like, I didn't notice. Um, so what's your score? I think it. Fuck. That's I not think a, that's a four not point a number. Four point nine. Two four point nine. From a four to a four point wow. nine. Yeah. Holy shit. Because I realized that I wouldn't change. I'd change a couple of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine is a four point four. Corey's still the grump. Maybe lower. Yep. But one hundred percent. Between two, it was for, it was between two four point two and four point four, and I couldn't. I thought you were gonna say fucking two point four. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> it was between two point four and five. Zero. Uh, I've seen movies that you've night. liked with higher numbers that shot like an asshole compared to this. <laughs> Corey. Hmm. Three point four. I knew. I fucking told. Didn't I? Okay, I so Kayla and I watched this yesterday when we we're recording the day of recording. Oh, Dana uh, told me, and I was like, Corey's gonna be the ground. I guarantee it. I guarantee. I, it. What gave it away? I just kind of felt like, again, this isn't like uh, for a film that you haven't watched, uh, Whiplash, this isn't your tempo. <laughs> this is my no, t- this is my tempo, for sure. I'm yeah. Sorry. Hmm. But that you just knew it wasn't going to be my cup of tea. Oh, I knew for sure none of the, like, none of the people who are going to be in studio are going to be the grown. It's going to be Corey, for sure. Wow. Mm-hmm. Even though I love movies like King of Comedy and Taxi Driver? No, I just knew. 
Also, I think like we have a little bit of hindsight. I'm not saying I'm trying to disparage any numbers and all that stuff. We have such a high taste for films. Remember when Daredevil was the best comic book movie of all time? What? When when Daredevil like that that came out, they were like, "Oh shit, this is new and it's cool." And they have hated that movie. They have Papa Roach in there. Like that was like Papa that, Roach. but now we get like, I mean, that, and that's kind of again, it's a high rent problem where it's like, you now we get Academy noms for things. We have the ledgers, we have, you know, we have Endgame, we have things like that. We have Black Panther and we have Captain Marvel, but like now it's like we're at you the gotta point where you go above and beyond. Yeah, we're and chomping be at the perfect. bit of it. Perfect. Yeah. 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 And so, like, and then, so I mean, the, well, not necessarily. I don't think you have to be perfect. I just didn't agree with the way the topics were addressed in this film. Yeah, that's all right. I've, I've liked how they were addressed in other films m- that are very much in line with this style and tempo. It just yeah. didn't sell it for me on this one. Hmm. Nice. Yes, All so right, then. that mm-hmm. wraps it up. We are... I'm complete. Yeah. I feel complete. Yeah. Feel complete? Yeah. I can talk for, for days for this. But I, of course. Same. Yeah. It, which, if you Walking guys feel that you need to talk alone. about this way more, I'm probably gonna go, I'm probably going to go Pit watch it like C- a couple more times. Our, Come over to our email accounts and DMs. And <laughs> you were trying yeah, so hard not to say slide into our DMs. I really wanted to not say it. Hey, why don't you slop into our emails? <laughs> wow. I regret my choice wow. of words. But yeah, if you want to continue this discussion, hit us up online. Uh, send us emails, comments. Uh, let us know your thoughts. And uh, if you have things that you want to talk about with this movie, talk to us. Yeah. We're all about it. And please share uh, the show with your friends, your family. Uh, we do a lot. We do a lot of other podcasts a lot going on in the NerdOn world so check it out NerdOn.tv is our website and has all the information of all the things that we do YouTube Twitch articles whole lot stop by rate and review us anywhere you listen to us it really that that kind of stuff actually does help a lot but um yeah that that is it you know the drill as always NerdOn Indie Broadcast.